Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clementi, and we're fortunate to have Bobby Hopewell with us. And he is the president and CEO of Mobile Health Resources. Welcome to the show, Bobby. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, I'm actually excited. I I know you've got this business you're going to talk to us about, but you're also a former mayor and as someone who's done a lot with local government. I think that's the hardest job in politics, period. And we, we can talk more about that later. But those that's where the rubber really hits the road, I think, in America, are the mayors and township supervisors. and Because it's a hard job, isn't it, sometimes? it's uh, Yeah, it, it's, it is interesting. It's a labor of love. Uh, the, the most interesting thing, I think, it's uh, a job where you can have a lot of impact. And in communities the size of Kalamazoo, which is the community I was mayor in, uh, you get to see people when you're shopping or when you're getting your hair cut and you get to hear about the real world things that are happening in their neighborhood, on their street, with their children and families. And you truly have an opportunity to do something that might impact uh, their journey in your in your city. So um, and you also hear some things that <laughs> they don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Or. You know, occasionally someone doesn't like you. I I remind all my elected friends that none of us won by 100 percent of the vote. And uh, one other thing I will say that uh, uh, you and I talked about this before, but I served with your predecessor, uh, Robert Jones, who was the mayor uh, prior to you. I don't know if there was someone in between you two. There was one mayor in between us, uh, Hannah McKinney. But uh, I served with Mayor Jones on the city commission. I was a commissioner. Um, just before he uh, went off to work in the state at the state level as a state rep. Uh, and of course, he, he passed away in, in 2010. And uh, interesting enough, uh, I was asked to fill the seat he was running for, um, for state Senate, fill that election seat. And uh, I had a 15-day campaign. Um, but you can't fill Bob Jones' seat, feet or seat. Um, or shoes, rather. Uh, he was an extraordinary man, uh, truly my mentor and my friend. Uh, I considered him my brother, and I miss him every single day. Extraordinary leader. Yeah, you know, and not only that, he was, I thought, very insightful and an excellent listener. Oh, my God, yes. You, we had such great conversations. I received great advice. You know, when you become a mayor, you really seek out the mayor's to help guide and especially when you're a new mayor, uh, guide and, and assist you in doing the job. And he was always there and just such a kind man, just so kind. And he worked across the aisle to get the job done. And I think we don't see enough of that nowadays. And he was all about how do we figure out a path forward for uh, Kalamazoo every day, all day. And, um, Let's get a little bit to your business now. Uh, so say you're at a party and and I came up to you and I knew nothing about what you did. What would would you tell people mobile health resources is? 
Yeah, we are a, a firm. I, I tell people that we support emergency medical services agencies. So I'm a paramedic myself. I worked in the industry for uh, about 15 years, and then I was in the hospital administration realm, so pre-hospital and hospital. And what we do, we provide a, a revenue cycle management for EMS agencies. So that's really the patient billing and helping them uh, gain their revenue by billing Medicare, Medicaid, Blue Cross, all the third-party insurers, and of course, patients as well. And then on the other side of our business, we provide patient experience surveying um, and analytics and data for the emergency medical services industry as well. So we are the largest purveyor of emergency medical services patients' experiences. So we send out a survey, 24 questions um, as for EMS agencies all over the country. We're in about 26 states. And we are all about bringing patient voice to the clinical experience that they have with with EMS and with all of what goes on in our nation, whether now or or in the past, we need paramedics um, every single day. And uh, these responders are are fantastic, but it's important to give them feedback about that experience a patient has. And we're proud of that work and we're proud to be the uh, largest purveyor of that work. Yeah, you know, and especially obviously in the last few years, those really have been the frontline people, you know, that uh, have had to deal with good and bad stuff as it uh, happened. And I, I have a lot of friends that are EMTs. Okay. And, and, and I've got a lot of firemen friends too, right? So they're used to those things. Um, but you also worked at two hospitals that I'm familiar with, I'm happy to say, because my buddy lives in Kalamazoo, but uh, Bronson and Borges both, right? I did. I did. I worked in um, the communications area. I managed the the communications center at Bronson on community relations, um, part of what I love. And uh, for Borges, I was the um, first part of my career there. I was there nine years. I was director of hospitality services, so a lot of the support services, food, nutrition, environmental services, that sort of thing. And then I left, uh, when I left, I left as an administrative director for an outpatient center that we were building in Battle Creek. So a wide spectrum of uh, support type services and then clinical type services. The outpatient center would have had rehab and radiology and all of those other uh, unique clinical areas that patients need so uh, so much. Well, and I, I would imagine a lot of that dovetails even to your current business because community relations, you know, customer relations, you know, that's at the forefront for repeat business. And especially in today's tech world, people need instantaneous like feedback, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. These, these dots are connective. And I love that I've sort of come back to my roots. So my career started in EMS, went into the hospital realm, so pre-hospital, hospital realm, and now back working with EMS agencies. And some people don't like to go back. This was uh, an amazing journey that I've had all these years and to be able to arrive back and really contribute to the EMS industry. It's so interesting. Um, we're we're not always seen as essential, even in all of what we've been going through, it's its uh, one of those things that uh, is boggles my mind that we aren't propped up there into that essential realm 
at, uh, by so many. And the need for EMS and paramedics is so great right now. In the state of Michigan, we need a thousand paramedics. And this has been a trend for years that this industry has just needed more and more individuals to go into the field. And it's been an interesting struggle for years. And uh, hopefully we'll continue to uh, gain on that that struggle. Well, let's a little bit more about you. You you literally are a Kalamazoo person. I think you grew up your whole life in Kalamazoo, didn't you? Born and raised, yes. I am a proud Kalamazooan. Um, I, my mom still lives on the east side of Kalamazoo. I was raised by a single mom and five uh, or four brothers and sisters. Uh, my late sister passed a couple years ago, but uh, uh, she sort of held the four brothers together. And so now we're all battling with each other now. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a great journey in Kalamazoo. I bet you there was a lot of uh, backyard scrapping going on with four boys. Uh. Yeah, you know, I, I I have to admit I was probably the knucklehead of the bunch, but uh, you know, yeah. I I am the the most handsome one though, and they'll <laughs> yeah, and you, the scars you have, you earned. Uh, That's right, and I don't have to prove anything because there's no photos out there, so take my word for it. Yeah, well, you know, and you 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 went to Kalamazoo Central High School, is that correct? Right, I did the home of the Giants. Yes. And uh, quite a few. I, you know, this is a dumb question to ask, but uh, where did Derek Jeter go? Oh, uh, Derek Jeter attended Kalamazoo Central High School. Did he really? I didn't know. Did that. I'm just guessing. I didn't know that. Yes. Our, our, our world champion uh, baseball player and at the MLB and and of course, uh, Greg Jennings, uh, NFL uh, uh, champion, uh, Super Bowl champion. Man, he happened to go to Kalamazoo Central High School. So um, a couple good things happened uh, coming out of our school, many good things. Those gentlemen are just uh, prime representatives of of great young people that went on to do uh, amazing things. So they're so much better than I am. So. <laughs> what well, one fanboy question for me. Did you ever get to meet Derek Jeter? Or? Yeah, uh, I've met him a few times. Um when he's come home and he still, he has a foundation that he's involved yes. with the turn Two foundation. So he's involved with the city and as mayor, I met him through being the mayor and uh, uh, yeah. And he and Greg, Greg comes home more often. His family is there, his dad and mom. And so, yeah, it's, it's really, really great to hang out with these guys. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. So let's talk a little bit too about two things. And I know you're too humble to take too much credit for these, but the Kalamazoo Promise, obviously. Uh, Let's talk about that first. I know a lot of people have heard about it nationally, but can you just give people a quick definition again what it is? Yeah, uh, the Kalamazoo Promise is a residential scholarship program for young people that attend Kalamazoo Public Schools. So if you start in kindergarten and go all the way through uh, uh, 12th grade and graduate, you receive a scholarship to any university in the state of Michigan, uh, almost every private or public uh, university. And if, um, if you can get in, you got to be able to get into those, those places. And so this is an anonymous gift. It's given about 186 
million dollars since 2005 when it started. Uh, we don't know who gives this to us, it, but every year a check gets written for the young people that graduate from our public school system. And we've had people, when it first was announced, move into Kalamazoo from every state in the union plus a couple other countries. And uh, it, it has spawned a promise movement throughout the nation where there's promise programs that are popping up, but almost none of them are as generous as the one in Kalamazoo. So you actually have migrants come there just to go to the school. We have. We we used to be a school system that lost about 250 students every year. Um, since the promise, we're up by, I don't know, 1,500 or so students. We built new schools. It's been an amazing journey. Wow. Yeah. That's it's, like a- it's incredible. And someone woke up one day and decided they wanted to do this for our children. I mean, who does this? And it's in perpetuity. It's not going anywhere. That's such a great story. The the other one is, and you turned me on to this one when they're pre-call, but uh, what is the Kalamazoo Foundation for Excellence? Yeah, the, the Foundation for Excellence is a unique uh, funding uh, platform through philanthropy for the city of Kalamazoo. There's been a lot of disinvestments in cities and, and urban cores have struggled. We were struggling with um, budgets and where we were going to cut. It seemed like we were always talking about scarcity. Um, myself and the city manager thought we'd talk to our philanthropic community to say, hey, could we do something different, sort of like the Kalamazoo Promise? And uh, now we have a uh, foundation that supports the work of the city, particularly to deal with any budget challenges, to lower our taxes in the city, and for our aspirational goals, really those goals that we want to work to uh, improve prosperity in our in our city and all the other things that support the city's vision, which is called um, Imagine Kalamazoo, which was developed with our city's citizens and neighborhoods. And it's Imagine Kalamazoo 2025. And so all of that goes in to support that that work. It's never been done before. And, you know, there's always controversy about how do you, who, how, and what, and why's, and should we, shouldn't we? And I'm always a guy that says, hey, go go big or go home and uh, be uh, bring a little will and grace, you know, be bold and have the grace out there. And we need more grace um, to understand that we at times will learn from the blessings of failure. But I think we have learned from the blessings of success with the Foundation for Excellence. Yeah, I, I I probably didn't mention this too, but I used to be a city manager, so I know that uh, I know some of the challenges. I, I wasn't probably in a urban core city, but I was in small like inner ring cities for sure. the suburbs of Detroit. Sure. But it's the same message, I think. Uh, Kalamazoo, these there's whatever city you're in, there always seems like there's either people are getting underserved, either in infrastructure, utilities, digi- digital divide, all those things. All and, those uh, things. And we've had to deal with some of those things um, in neighborhoods and, and for um, individuals. And this is this is an investment. And again, just like with the Kalamazoo Promise, it will pay more down the road than it will now. We, we have so many opportunities and challenges in the urban core. And if we think that just turning this on is going to solve everything, it doesn't. But it's a, it's a longitudinal, long journey that I'm, I'm so excited that we're going to be on. So. Well, you actually used the term of a board you used to be on. 
I didn't know about the Michigan Urban Core Mayors Association. Yeah, we have uh, Urban Core Mayors that I used to chair, and actually they've let me stay involved with them, which I'm blessed for that. But it's the 13 urban cores in the state of Michigan, everywhere from Dearborn to Grand Rapids, Battle Creek, Jackson. Um, and uh, we're working together on issues and challenges of the urban core. And now we're working with the business community, sort of segueing into economic development. The business, we have a number of business collaboratives that we're working with as well. And it's it's been fun, and I think it's going to be impactful. So I look forward to all the work that has come and will come. And, and yeah. Well, I, I served on SEMCOG's executive committee for quite a while, like 10 years. So I'm familiar with some of the cities, I think, that were involved with it back then even. But one thing I forgot to mention, too, is that you're on the MEDC executive committee, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you probably get to see the 360 of the state with uh, on that board, too, right? Absolutely. I am just uh, blessed to have been appointed by the governor to serve on the MEDC. But we have had such a, uh, an amazing leader in Quentin Messer. He is just outstanding and challenges us to look at ourselves differently. You know, sometimes I think Michigan has had um, trouble uh, believing in ourselves because of all of the things that we've faced. And I'll remind everyone, we will continue to face challenges and and we have to find ways to continue to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's the only place where great things come from. It doesn't come from comfort. So if you use that with all of what we've faced and all of the things that people have said about Michigan, which most are not true, um, let's use that to catapult us to the next level. And I think with being on this board with these individuals and with this leader and uh, all of the things before us, man, oh, man, do we have a, a pathway forward. Yeah, we, we just had Quentin on not too long on one of the podcasts ago, but the two things I think he really delivers, at least for me, have been dealing with economic development my whole career, not only just in the legislature, I used to run a chamber of commerce and all these things. But the two things I think he does, he brings a spark that was much needed that was not, I mean, I'm not saying any of the predecessors didn't, but it was just a spark that wasn't there. But I think the spark comes not just with his personality, but because he's an outsider who doesn't really, he sees the ass, he sees the forest, you know, while we see the trees, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, you have hit it on the, the head, bringing him in from, I believe, Louisiana, if I remember right, and New Orleans, if I remember right. It, it was so needed for us to understand that, we are as good as this amazing state is. And what I mean by that is you look at the assets and resources we have, whether it's the water, whether it's the climate, whether it's the, you know, we, we are the, what, the third largest agricultural or second largest after California, something like that. There are so many amazing pieces and parts to the puzzle of success in the state of Michigan, our manufacturing, we are the ones that dreamed up the, the, the manufacturing to be what it is today. And um, we have to remember who we are. And he helps us every single day and every single way to remember the greatness of the state of Michigan. And that was as part of what he brought. 
Yeah, it's hard to tell where you're going if you can't remember where you came yeah, from. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So a um, couple last questions. I know this went by fast. So um, one is, do you see any challenges for your business side if you want uh, on the horizon disruptors? Like, where do you think your industry is going? Just a couple of things. Yeah, we we have uh, we are wrestling with whether we're transportation or healthcare. I'm talking EMS, not necessarily mining. Right survey industry. And that's one of the things I think we're, we're, we're working through. Um, I believe we're healthcare, but the federal government still sees us as transportation. It's an interesting construct. If you knew what paramedics did in the field, you would know it's healthcare. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's it. And then the challenges of um, recruitment and retention, uh, that, that is, that is huge. Yeah. And um the last couple of questions are if you could maybe go back and talk to that uh, central high school kid, uh, what would you tell yourself this time? Or maybe a commencement speech. What do you think you would tell somebody to do for career wise? Yeah, I, I guess what I would say, because I've done a couple of commencement speeches is one, I always told myself, I wish I had read more as a kid, not just as a, you know, an elementary or high school guy, but uh, I think this, exposing yourself through literature and, and gaining different sort of perspectives. I wish I had done more of that. Two, I, I want to talk specifically to young African-Americans that may not have a, a great uh, role model in their lives. And uh, certainly I would love for there to be, and there are, more role model, models that look like me. There are tons of us, but I want to make sure you take advantage of anyone and everyone that would want to help you move, no matter what they look like. Take advantage when you, you know, grab a hold of your coaches and find that great teacher, no matter what they look like. Everyone has something that they can fill your tank with and you utilize that filling of the tank to get you down the road. So, Everyone can be a mentor. Everyone can be a guide. And then my last thing I always say to young people is, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. <laughs> and choose them wisely. There are people that don't deserve to be in your life if they're not helping you advance yourself while you're helping them. And if they aren't filling that tank, that bucket, that moment, the moments that you need, I'm not sure that that's a great choice. So show me your friends. I show you your future. Uh, and, and if you keep that in mind and, and I'm always about, you know, we, uh, we have to be un uncomfortable with being, uh, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, put yourself in those situations that bring some uncomfort and you'll find some great things that come out of it. That's why I like to ask that question always of all the guests is because you give way better advice as an, like an older person that has been experienced a lot of things versus say someone that just came out of college, right. And was giving advice to someone in high school. Yeah, you know. A lot of blessings along the way. And I want to remind folks, I was, uh, I'm the son of a single mom who has a high school uh, diploma. And, you know, we, we weren't the richest, we weren't the poorest, we were okay. And, you know, I had challenges in the neighborhood and all kinds of other things. Um, the things that saved me were uh, sports, and I'm an Eagle Scout. Scouting saved me, and 
Um, so all of those things, just just dive in, find those things, experiment, go, 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 and, and you'll be okay. Don't be afraid to wander into spaces, and I mean safe spaces, that are uniquely different than something you're you're used to because, man, oh, man, you just don't know what that moment, what moment or what opportunity is going to change your trajectory. Just go. The Eagle Scout thing is a big deal for me. I used to give a lot of awards to them when I was in the okay. legislature. Yeah. And that's always upstanding young adults always. Um, the other thing, the last thing is, do you have a favorite spot in Michigan? It could be Kalamazoo. But uh, do you have anything else you like about the state that you like going to visit or a festival or whatever? I'm a beach guy. Um, I love <laughs> our beaches. Um, so Saugatuck and South Haven, amazing places. Uh, I worked at a summer camp called Pretty Lake Camp in Kalamazoo, a camp for underprivileged kids. It's about 105 years old and kids come for free. I was a camper there myself, worked there for 13, 14 summers and was on the board of directors. That's my fortress of solitude. So I wander into that space and just enjoy it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comic book fan. I was going to say Superman's <laughs> in there. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Michigan is incredible. The places I've been able to see going up north and um, I've uh, Pier Marquette, I've, I've, I love uh, kayaking and, and canoeing the Pier Marquette was one of the experiences I just remember. And that wasn't even scouting. That was something else. I don't even remember what it was. And camping. And it's just, we are an incredible place. And just go out and enjoy it. Oh, my gosh. Go enjoy it. Well, once again, our guest was Bobby Hopewell. I should say former mayor, too, of Kalamazoo. But he's the president and CEO of Mobile Health Resources. Thanks again, Bobby, for doing this. You're awesome. Pleasure was mine. Thank you so much. Hey, folks, make sure you tune in next week where I'll be being interviewed by Michelle Grinnell. She's the senior vice president for marketing communications here at the MEDC because we're going to be doing a one year anniversary of the show. And let's see how I do on the other side of the mic. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.